Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome once again to Cult Following, your home for cult film criticism, dissection, and all things in between here in the metro Phoenix area. Us three hosts, all of us, we use great grammars, but mostly what you're going to get from us is us discussing the world of film. We're angels to some and demons to others. Join us every two weeks here on Cult Following. I'm Victor Moreno, one of your hosts, along with Kirby Nelson. Hey, you feckless cunts. <laughs> wow, oh, Samantha B. Oh, good one. And Joshua T. Ruth. Did that come through? Yes, it did. Yeah, good. Spoiler. Spoiler. (laughs) You can find us on Google Play. You can find us on iTunes. And you can find us on SoundCloud as well as our website, cultfollowing.co. Oh my god, Kirby killed me with that, by the way, dude. Because it's like, we've done how many episodes and you've always had the same opening and then you just hit us with feckless cunts. (laughs) I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's great. It was great. It was like all building up to that moment. But we have a show soon. We're so a very gender-fluid podcast. We respect everyone who listens. Oh, my lord. Uh, that was great. That's Love right, it. guys. Uh, in this edition, we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been watching lately. We're going to talk about uh, what's been playing lately. We're going to talk a little bit about Hereditary. We're going to talk about some other movies. Uh, so Oh, solo, solo. So let's uh, let's uh, let Kirby and Joshua tell us a bit about Solo, since I did not watch. I'm gonna let Josh here as the lead Jedi. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. So I guess as far as Solo goes, um, you know, okay. So I would say this: if if this movie was not a Star Wars movie, I think I'd be a lot more kind to it. Um, and, and as it stands, I don't find myself completely unkind to Solo. Um, but I, I definitely, I'm kind of holding it to a higher standard because it is a Star Wars movie, right? Um, now maybe that's not always fair with, you know, I mean, I guess if you're going to look at the Star Wars track record, um, there's probably very (laughs) spotted at best. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You know, I would say that there's. Yeah, probably maybe more bad Star Wars movies than good Star Wars movies. Yeah. Um, but I still kind of like, look, if I'm going to watch some like space western movie, um, I want it to be, if it says Star Wars in front of it or behind it, um, I want it to definitely be a little better. So, um, I, I think that it doesn't necessarily succeed as a, um, a, as an origin story for Han Solo, as a Star Wars movie in general. But what I find myself thinking most often with it, is I wish that I could like separate out the knowledge that Lord and Miller um, w- were originally doing this movie. And in fact, apparently were only fired basically at the end of principal photography. Okay. So they did a huge piece of this film. Um, and then they had it stripped from them. They were fired and, uh, you know, Ron Howard was brought in who uh, I heard referred to recently as nobody's favorite director, Ron Howard. You know, and um, I don't know. I agree with that. I don't It's like, oh, Ron Howard, you know, like, I mean, come on. He's no Brett Ratner, you guys. Yeah, true. Um, so I think that there are lots of things, and the, the general impression that I have of Solo is that I can feel peeking out between the cracks every so often the film that Lord and Miller were intending to make. 
And what happens is because they were not there to finally bring everything together, they weren't there in editing and all of that, that, that it's like there's all these jokes that I feel really land just with a thud. And that if they were in Lord and Miller's hands, I, I just believe based on their track history that they would have connected. Um, and so that's kind of where I feel about it. It's like you have this thing that was like the seed of this potentially really disruptive, almost like a satirical kind of a, like a parody of Star Wars and like prequel culture in general. And what we have left is this kind of remnant of it that um, it, it just doesn't really connect too much. Uh, what about you, Kirby? What'd you think? Um, you know, I've already said before, you know, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. So I always feel like I go into these without being like having those kind of expectations. For me, it's I, I, and I stand by. I mean, you know, you could say here's the originals, you know, the four through six and then there's the prequels. And now we're in an age where it's like Force Awakens is OK. I mean, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It just kind of was, you know, it's what I expected in the end. It's yeah. no nothing more or less than probably I, I, I figured it would be, um, which is really funny because what I always find about The Force Awakens to me is that it's in between the prequels and the things like literally it's a mix because it's, yeah. it's modern, but it still has kind of the old school vibe, not just because of the characters. Then I, I love Rogue One. So it's like, I thought Rogue One was amazing. Like, that's the direction I wanted to see Star Wars go into. I love the story that it's, you know, no characters and, and it's still as strong as can be. And then I absolutely abhor The Last Jedi. I really, I have nothing good to say about it. It's just one where I feel like, I, I don't know where they could, they, that's the thing is, is that The Force Awakens almost feels like a standalone. And when I kept going to The Last Jedi, it's like, yeah, I want to know what happens to Ray. I want to see in Kylo. I want to see what keeps going on. And now it's like, so I didn't enjoy that. And now it's like, this is where I think there should have been another Rogue One, a very standalone story, uh-huh. like a new story. And I feel like it probably would have hit bigger. And of course, like most people said, I think they should have done it around uh, Christmas, you know, around the holiday season yeah. like they had the other films because I think... Yeah, that Last was... Jedi is still way too fresh in people's yeah. minds. Yeah. Um, and I mean, for a film that didn't connect in that way. And we, we, uh, you and I definitely have some different opinions when it comes to the Star Wars films. I mean, sure. I, um, I kind of can't stand Rogue One, unfortunately, and mm-hmm. I really respect the hell out of Last Jedi, but I'm going to say this. Um, I, I, like, no desire to ever go back and watch, watch Last Jedi. I have no desire to go back and watch Force Awakens. Now, I saw Force Awakens seven times in the theaters. Yeah. Okay. But like, I got it. I own. I own this thing on Blu-ray. Uh, I have no interest in watching so do I. it. I have. It. I got it at a really reasonable price. And I mean, my whole thing is that I. I can totally understand. I mean, that's the whole point. That's why I think, you know, like that's a good thing with a difference in opinions because, like, for people who aren't traditional Star Wars fans, if they liked Rogue One, right. it shows that hey, this franchise has sure. its own legs. I mean, it has its own legacy with the novels and the gaming world and um, so many different things. So I mean, I. I think there's real potential. This one, it just felt like, um, for me, I really liked the beginning, and I liked mm-hmm. the end, and then I just hated most of the middle, which I, is I think the bulk that, of the film. that train sequence was really good. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really I the, That was a great that. one. It was very when, um, uh, Captain America, First Avenger X-esque, oh, yeah, and I really totally. enjoyed that. Like I like those kind of things. It's very Indiana Jones to me, yeah. and I still like those styles. No, there, was some, there were good scenes. I just... It's kind of like what you're saying, like the comedic missteps mm-hmm. more often than not. And I just feel like, 
Um, yeah, well, and I mean, that yeah. it can't be ignored with things like solo i mean this is just i mean and, and look i mean no big spoiler here victor but i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna lay this on you so that okay. you can let this just absorb okay and and you be the audience here so he's going through a checkpoint and the entire movie he's called han okay and it's just han 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 right and so he goes to the checkpoint and he's like what's your name and he's like han and he's like and what's your family name and he's like i, I don't have a family and he's like no family single singular solo i will call you han solo that's it that's how han solo got his name victor yeah i wish you guys could see the expression i'm sorry was there ever a reason that you needed to know the origin of han solo's name that's the point everybody in star wars has a fucking stupid name right exactly no one was asking that question and and there's like also there's a scene where he's like he's like you know what's your name Oh, you know, I'm sorry. My, my terrible. I, I, my throat is too clear to do a Chewbacca. To do? to do a Chewbacca. So. <laughs> right. Okay. So go. he's like, he's like, what? Chewbacca? That's a long name. I want to think of something shorter to call you. How about Chewy? So really? We really had to have that? Like, do we couldn't I'm have put sorry, that together? That, is that actually a thing or did you that make is that up? Quite literally in the movie. Victor. I'm sorry. Chewy is just a fucking nickname. I know. We didn't need that as an origin. And that's my point. So it's like, and that is, I think, and, and that's what I mean when I talk about what I think Lord and Miller may have been going for, is I think that that solo moment, I think that Chewy moment, if you were to take their comedy timing from something like a Lego movie, right? Yeah. Um, those may have been funny as this kind of comment on, we don't need to know all these little pieces of detail. And we're going to kind of make a joke about your desire to know all these things. But instead, it just becomes this kind of grown worthy moment. Yeah. Um, now, I will say that I, I actually liked Alden Ehrenreich in the film. He, he, is not at all trying to do a Han Solo impersonation. Um, he's not trying to be Harrison Ford. And I actually kind of really liked that. He was doing his own thing. He was creating his own character. I respect that, but it's also so jarring because it's like, this doesn't feel like Han Solo. This doesn't feel like a young Harrison Ford. Um, and that's one thing that really kind of kept pulling me out of the film. Um, and, and, and and I, I and it's interesting because conversely, um, the uh, you know, uh, Donald Glover is actually doing a tremendous impersonation of Billy D. Williams as Lando Calrissian. That's and, funny. And I and I love it. You know, yeah, he really, was really really yeah. good. <laughs> there, I mean, they're all. It's a really um, good Donald print. Glover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's so good. Just a higher pitched voice, but yes, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what he's doing. He's just doing an impersonation. It's it's a really well cast film. I mean, everybody's is good in it. It's just one of those ones where uh, the uh, yeah, I think people again like expectations that they, they're supposed to do a ha- uh, Harrison Ford. He's supposed to be Billy D. Williams. Um, you know everything. Um, you know. It's always one of those ones. I mean, Woody Harrelson's been playing a scumbag in movies sure. for like thirty years, so there's really no expectation otherwise. So I felt like he did it well, um, you know. But I just, you um, know, I'm curious actually. I just want to ask you, yeah. what's your opinion on L three three seven? So that was my only thing. That I obviously, I'm sorry. Didn't... There's a character called Elite. Elite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah she's uh-huh. a droid. Yeah, um, she's the droid. Yeah. Who has some? Again... Oh, is this the one in the trailers? It looks like Alpha Five from Power Rangers. Yes. Yes. Okay. 
See, um, I, I, you guys knew what I was talking about. Yeah, it, it's it, it's another one where like the timing of the comedy sometimes is really funny. Right. Like it's like, wow, nailed that part. Then the other parts, I'm just going, oh my god, just kill me now because it, it's like it could have been a really interesting like sci-fi kind of um story of like a, a you know uh, androids becoming more sentient and uh-huh. and sentient cre- sentient right. and becoming like more of a um sorry I'm, I'm like trying to figure out how to put it together and it's like it, it it works in a couple spots and then the rest it is so heavy-handed that it's it's completely annoying the other the only thing i really will say here and I, i'm totally sorry with them you know they really fucked this up with this whole like lando's pansexual it's like okay See, it, I didn't get that. Yeah, okay. I hear that 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 talk on the internet, yeah. and I, I don't I, see it. See, for me, it's just it's one of those things where I'm like, well, of course, it's the future. We're all a bunch of aliens. People are not sleeping with the same species. Like, if you were to say like the word pansexual, uh-huh. that's what I think. Like, you are attracted to anything. But I mean, like in you know, when people use it in the modern day age, I'm like, I don't understand what you're trying to tell me. Here. But can you? I mean, I, I mean, because I I genuinely is it the capes? Like I don't understand why people are even saying that because he's he's because uh, he's having a sexual uh, a relationship with androids is basically the way I understand it. But there are probably mean, other aliens. Wait, there's androids I, in this. Well, of course. Well, I'm sorry. Well, the droids. droids. The droids. Oh, okay. yeah. But I I also don't see. I mean, yeah, I definitely think, no no. I think because of the discussion I, she has, or like, is yeah. that possible? It's like, well, yeah. Well, what right. do you think the future would be like? Like to me, it's like I don't really care about that. That like. That's been going on since Kirk was what A. Murphy used to say. And he's like, dude, <laughs> fucking green bitches. It's like right, it, it, right. it's one of those things where, I mean, I think that that's been a commonplace sci-fi element since the beginning. So I never even would like it wouldn't cross mm-hmm. my mind at all. But then to like turn it into something like modern and I'm going like in this day and age on in real life, I'm going, I don't understand where you're going with this, yeah. but it makes zero sense. Um, that term in general, uh, I've never found anybody to have. A definition where I'm like, I, it, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. In right. the sense, of, I'm like, if you can explain it to me where it does, I'm not trying to offend anyone or anyone's like identity or beliefs. I'm just saying it's like love whoever you want. I am a firm believer in that. I have no issue with it. It's just like I'm like in in fantasy. That's the whole point is yeah. you can kind of create and you can make analogies to to modern struggles. It's just it felt like thankfully it didn't go on forever. But I think maybe you're right with how it may have been handled. Uh, you know, uh, with other those who probably conceived the, some of the ideas would have been better executed. I mean, I really, I just, I think we talked about in a past episode like Ron Howard, and I'm like, I can't even think of a Ron Howard film. Yeah, we no, we went over up, his. We had to go up the yeah, filmography yeah. and think. I'm like, when is other the last than Rush, one? Rush yeah. was great. Um, I really like Rush. Yeah. I feel like nobody talks about that movie, and it's really, really good. It's a very good movie, absolutely. And it's the one exception in basically like the last 20 years. And not to say that those movies are bad. I mean, I'm not going to say things like Cinderella Man is a bad movie. No, but no, it's Flash it is a bad movie. Well, I mean, I'm talking about in like the last 20 years because I mean, Willow is freaking incredible. Right. So yes. let's be honest. And so is Backdraft, and so is Apollo 13. Oh, yeah, like, it's not that um, he hasn't made good films. It's just, it feels like when everybody hit the 21st century, things started to go downhill for legacy directors. He's a yeah. work commit. It's just like Spielberg. They both know how to make movies. It's like what they do. Yeah, yeah. but Spielberg has still made some, like, modern classics. Like, I mean, yeah, he'll, 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 he'll come out with some, you know, I wouldn't say stinkers, but things that fall a little bit flat, but yeah. he'll still every once in a while come I out mean, with a minority report. I mean, at the report. same time, like, I, I, anytime I hear about bad Star Wars movie, like, I... 
it's very hard for me to like lay blame at a filmmaker when you know how Kathleen Kennedy yeah basically takes movies away from filmmakers. This isn't even the first yep. time in the last like two years. Yep. Both of the Star Wars stories have Absolutely. had uh, people kicked off. The last Star Wars uh, Star Wars Episode Nine had the director kicked off and replaced. Right, and I think in both cases, um, I, I think that they were. Uh, I mean, again, so that's we like three seen Episode Nine. Yeah, we haven't seen but, it, but that's three cases of directors yeah. being fired or compromised in the last two years. Personally, I, I I think a lot of people love Rogue One, so they're okay with that decision. Um, but I would have liked to have seen um, Gareth Edwards' original. It's Edwards, right? It's Gareth Edwards. Yeah, yeah. I, I get him and Evans mixed up. Yeah, but, um, yeah. yeah. So, so I would have liked to have seen his original vision without you know all of that stuff being taken away. I might have liked the movie more. Yeah. Um. You know. But but yeah. I. I but but I actually when I was saying earlier about like movies I want to go back to because for me that's a really important thing. Like honestly, that's the reason I kind of came to the discovery of the. Blade Runner was my favorite movie because like I found it was a movie I just kept popping on and I wasn't even thinking about it and it's like I loved every single second of it every time I popped it on it never got old and so that's an important thing for me and I'm sure for a lot of people um, I don't have the desire to go back to um, Force Awakens or Last Jedi like ever but I definitely think that this is a movie I will probably want to go back to often. And that is an interesting dichotomy because as much as there's like these um, grown worthy moments to it and everything, it's got a lot of action. It's, it's, you know, it's for the most part very pretty to look at. I mean, it's a little oversaturated with CGI, but sure. I think it's, it's, it's a fairly good looking movie. Um, and it's, it's a movie that I think like, um, like a dun dun dun, like Valerian, um, which is a movie that like I'll just put on and I'll be like, this is, dumb popcorn you know like sure. i like to look at this movie i like to put it on to like fall asleep to or when i'm like cleaning up the house yeah and i'll just say this is kind of a final one to wrap up solo at least um um victor hasn't had a chance to check it out but apparently people at comic-con couldn't wait to tell him oh yeah so Justin. the ending is completely it was the first thing somebody blew for me and i'm like uh, oh that's interesting well, I can just, see what's okay. funny to me is, yeah. is that i can see less people because I just notice this more and more as people are not even like, um, you know, like trying to engage in conversation. People just loudly explaining stuff. Yeah. And well, that's where we're at, dude. Like literally it, it, every time one of these movies comes out, it's like a race to see who can be the first asshole to spoil the movie. Yeah. yeah. And well, then like, you know, it, it's like even like when stuff comes out later, like I saw somebody on my feed claim that they spotted the oh the matt demon cameo in deadpool 2 was so obvious and i just literally want to reach wow. into the screen and say fuck you you fucking birth movies death collider sniffing asshole <laughs> because there is no fucking way you would have ever known that was matt demon if you weren't some like ain't it cool news fucking sock puppet douchebag wait a minute were we talking about matt damon Yes. I don't even know what Matt Damon was in Deadpool 2. Do you want me to tell you what it was? I do. I mean, whatever. Oh, All right. Yeah. So you know the part where weeks. there's a guy, there's those two rednecks who, and the one dude is talking about the oh, best yeah. way to wipe his ass? Yeah, yeah. That's Matt Damon under a ton of makeup. Oh, that's funny. And along with, um. And the other guy's Alan Tudyk. Yeah, Alan yeah. Tudyk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. I was actually and I wondering. I saw Deadpool 2 twice. Never that's spotted funny. it. Cause when I saw it, I was like, cause I hadn't seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil in such yeah. a long time. And I, cause I saw it. It's been like, honestly, like eight years since I've seen it. I was like, is that Tucker and Dale? Um, so I was confused. I didn't know if that was like a Tucker and Dale, like, yeah, uh, I think cameo. that was in the back of my mind too. Right. I was like, it kind of looks like him. 
but then the um but yeah no there's um that's like somebody going god i totally knew it was halle berry and uh cloud atlas or whatever <laughs> like i knew that was her you know it's right. like come on man like some of these are just ludicrous yeah, yeah. but people that's i mean i that, we've talked about those but it just pisses before, me off like well, yeah, it does fall into that diatribe of the internet film critic. And yeah, guys, yeah, I get it. Uh-huh, we're internet film critics. But at the same time, <laughs> all of us have press st- press status here. We do get to go to screenings and stuff. I am on the Phoenix Film Critics Society. We are film critics. All right? Straight there. up. Straight up. Exactly. No Straight people. out of Phoenix. But what I am telling you is if I hear some... Oh, careful. It's okay. If I hear people who are like telling me, "Oh, so and so is the greatest horror movie since Saw 4." That's your frame of reference. You need to shut the fuck up and get out <laughs> of my face. I said that. I I'm, hope not anyone like No, I do feel it, like literally do, don't you think there's this thing in film criticism or horror film criticism with people who like love telling you their favorite indie picks but have never seen any essentials? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that bothers me cuz it's like, oh my god, this movie you guys, it's so underrated. I'm just thinking, yeah, it's underrated if you haven't seen this, this, this and this. Right. And there's no excuse for that when you have something like Shudder, which is actually very encyclopedic in its in terms of like if you want to see essentials, it's got them all there, guys. It costs like 5 fucking dollars. Shutter.com. Give them cult <laughs> classics as your. No, I'm just kidding. No, it, that's it, how you could sound if you were on this show as a sponsor. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you're you're organically. Here. Yeah. I just, I just really like how you went full Chet in that fucking tirade. Like, <laughs> what? Just vicious, man. Like, that's, that's Kirby level. I it's something that. that really pisses me off. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's a lot of, like, just, yeah. Um, I, I, well, I brought it up, I think, even on the last one. I feel like people go to, like, San Diego Comic Con. It's like, just to have everything ready. Like, I just saw the trailer. Okay, I, I think it's terrible. Like, or to be like mm-hmm. the, con- like, whatever the contrarian opinion is for it. Like, they'll, they'll just launch right into it because people, but it's, it's the, I saw it first. It's like, why, um, I feel like, you know, preview screens used to be a big deal because there wasn't many movies. There wasn't many yeah. entertainment options. Now it's the complete opposite. It's not, I want to see the movie. It's, I want to see the movie first so I can say, oh, hey, um, yeah, I saw it first or, you know, here's what I got. It's like it's like the weird culture of fucking swag. Like I like promo items. I think they're cool. But I also am like the people who are like, I've got the swag item. Can it's we like, tell the story about hereditaries? <laughs> Did swag? you get me the fucking doll? Oh no, please. no, no. no. <laughs> let, let, let me tell you this. This is again, this is no slight to our friends at Allied. Um, so that they they had toys that they were raffling off. Uh, you know, cause, you know, raffling off toys and things is a very new idea at these promo totally. screenings. Totally original. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they gave out raffle tickets to everybody and, uh, you know, oh, we're going to raffle them off guys. And, uh, these two ladies showed up who were just friends of somebody. Right. Right. So, uh, you know, they raffled da 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 number. If you win, you get this really cool, hard to find, which will be even very expensive online yeah. thing. Uh, number 604, I'm like, ah, oh. all right. And, you know, they do the second raffle. The winner is 605. Yeah. They both got it. They both got it. And they were like, oh, we were just, we weren't even going to stay for the movie. Yep. Oh, you got it. 
fucking kidding me. I didn't yeah. see them again. They, I think they totally left. There is no justice in the world. That is some bullshit. Oh, dude, people were mad. Oh, I bet they were. I would have said, you know. It, you know, like, you know, the rep was like, I, I, I didn't pull the ticket. Like, literally, people were booing. I'm like, yeah. I mean, do you think that, okay, so do you think that it's just, because, like, I got the impression, but again, maybe I'm looking at it based on actually like people that know how to run raffles and really like mix yeah them up. i think it's like you got to build it up a little bit but if you only have two prizes uh, i mean that there is a chance of that actually yeah happening. and i'm just wondering if it was I've actually a mathematical chance or I've if it had was it happened before right. cult classes but well yeah, like a lot of it happened at video vortex like a guy that literally just walked in yeah that's won right. the prize the whole thing is yeah. you, it, it, ta- it you just got to play it off yeah like, you know, when that happened to Video Vortex, I was just like, ah, see, it always pays to come, you know? Yeah. Even if, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. But that's that's the difference is, is that, hey, I'm the person who came in. That's whatever. It's the last lot ticket sold for the night yeah. or whatever. Right. Powerball. That's cool. I can live with that. Two people. It's the last who two Who happened to come in yeah. and happened to leave. We're not even staying. It's like, man, yeah, that's. Yeah. It, it was it was a little frustrating. That's some hereditary gate, right? I think you need to look into this. I think we yeah, um, yeah. we're in Bernstein. It. I mean, I'm you know, I'm and, and as far as like early showings like that, I don't thing, think it was rigged. I will say no. That. I, I guess yeah, pretty. There's it was just like just a, just unfortunate random yeah. It was an unfortunate start, right? Um, but you know, I, I I think that what I care about more than the seeing it early is like because I always and I'm sure you guys have this experience, but I know I do all the time at work. Because I'm the movie guy. Yeah. And you have people that are just clueless. And they're, I mean, constantly, what should I see this weekend? Is this good? Is this good? Yeah. And I like being able to see those things a little early so that I can tell them, you know? Um, Now you want to avoid this. Like, you know, like, for example, I had a friend. um, It was actually my boss at work. And he he had asked me, um, you know, is there anything coming out this weekend? I was like, well, I, I, this was before It Comes at Night had come out. Yeah. And I was like, well, I really want to see It Comes at Night. It looks like it's going to be really, really good. I haven't seen it yet. Um, he goes to see it, takes his 11-year-old daughter oh. to go see It Comes at Night. <laughs> um, and was like, dude, that movie was so messed up. I can't believe I took my little girl to see that movie. I was like, look, bro, like. I told you I hadn't seen it yet. I said I was looking forward to it. But in a situation like that, it'd be nice to have said, like, okay, yeah. I saw this movie. Don't take your daughter. And I did tell him that about Hereditary, by the way. Yeah. I was like, don't freaking oh take her God, to see Hereditary. Don't bring your fucking kid to this Yeah, movie. do not. Do not. And I think that, like, I think it's a good way to just wrap up solo. But, you know, do we want to, and we're going to completely stay away from any spoilers on yeah. Hereditary. Um, but I'm not going to talk about the stories or character or anything Yeah, let's just avoid that. Let's just say impressions. Like, what yeah. did you feel about it? Um, I mean, it's, it's definitely not the movie you think you're getting from the trailer a hundred percent. I would agree with that. And even the the trailer, the movie you think you're getting from the trailer, I'm still, I'm excited to see, but I think the movie you get is much, much better than that. Yeah. Like there's so much stuff. It's stuff. So much stuff. So much stuff. There's so much stuff in that movie that is completely 100% up my alley that is like isn't even remotely yeah. suggested in the trailer it's true and if they'd done a spoiler trailer it probably just would have gotten me to like want to see it even more it was really interesting um when i was watching the movie i was like um i was actually for i would say the first 30 to 40 minutes like i was a little annoyed at the movie because i was like really I saw- no and i'll tell you yeah, why. okay so i was like i saw all this in the trailer 
Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like I've seen the whole movie. I feel like this is just one of those damn trailers that's showing you the whole movie mm-hmm. and then it's going to end and then realize that's that's purposeful. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot in that movie that they don't at all show you in yeah. the trailer. Um, so, um, what, what's really weird is I went back and watched the trailer afterward mm-hmm. and there are huge blatant spoilers in that trailer yeah, that just seem like weird are. atmosphere. Because, like, if you don't have context, that's yeah. pretty common. Um, but I will say this, and I mentioned this to, uh, to, to Victor, uh, in the pre-show. Um, but I found myself, like, um, I was really unnerved after seeing the movie. Like, kind of, like, weirdly creeped out. Like, I was driving home, and, like, I don't know, I just, like, got this feeling that, like, people were, like, looking at me, and um, I was meeting up with a friend, and I was, like, parked in the car waiting for her, and um, she she came up on my passenger side, and I didn't see her, and I turned around, and she was, like, standing right outside of my passenger side, and I was, like, freaked out, like, I jumped. Yeah. It scared the shit out of me. So it's, like, it's one of these movies that definitely leaves you with this, like, kind of unnerved feeling. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I would say that, and, I'm you know, unquestionably it's in my top five of the year, and I think you would agree with that for oh sure. yeah for sure um, i i yeah. i so far i have to say i think it's definitely my favorite horror movie this year yeah yeah i mean uh, you know i would say that i can't decide i need more time with it um but i would say that my top three right now are going to be annihilation revenge and hereditary um you know, i think sure. annihilation and hereditary are definitely battling it out in my top three yeah right now yeah that's um, the only endorsement I need. Yeah. But yeah. I, I will say this for people that have not seen the movie um, is uh, just be aware of the pace of this film. Um, it's a very methodically paced film and not everybody wants that. Um, you know, you, you want something that's going to go along a little bit of a, more of a clip. Um, so I will I, say, I, yeah, I will say without spoiling it. If you had, if you had, if you didn't have issues with like Get Out or the witches pacing, you're not going to have issues with this. Yeah, I mean, I think even I've Get been... Out was just a lot more, um, just paced a lot quicker. Honestly, I'm. Ah. I'm going to disagree on that. Yeah, that's fine. I agree to disagree on that. But, but I would say that it's a lot more along the lines of something like The Witch and, um, you know, maybe, and just in terms of pacing I'm talking about here, um, even It Comes at Night was like, you know, just in terms of the, the methodical pacing and the mood building. Um, so just know that. I mean, go and don't go see this movie at midnight after a hard day of work without caffeine, you know, like, cause it's, it's one of those movies, like straight up. Like, really? I just, I don't get that, but I think I watch a lot of these kind of movies yeah i'm telling you dude maybe like, if you watch a lot slow. of modern horror you like this what? this is kind of what i was getting into it with somebody else after the screening that it's like you know oh it's just it you know like i think a lot of mar- they need action every two seconds well yeah, i'm not yeah, saying yeah. you're like that I'm and s- i'm not saying this is me trust yeah. me dude like my yeah. favorite movie is blade runner i yeah. i'm i'm a great defender of uh, star trek the motion picture 2001 a space audience is one of my yeah. favorite movies i love slow paced movies but i'm saying like i mean people out there that's one of the biggest complaints i hear and it frankly drives me up the wall yeah. when people are like it was slow and i'm like that is like the laziest most empty-minded criticism of a film you can have but I, I will definitely say Kurt, people should be aware of are that. you okay if i compare it to another movie in terms of pacing sure all right if you didn't have issues with the way the exorcist or rosemary's baby are paced yes. you're not going to have issues yeah. with this it's very much like a pace like a 70s horror movie well and that's and that's one of those things where i just feel like um 
I told the guys before we started that um, for me, the, and, and if you've been listening since we've been doing this podcast now almost four years, my number one movie almost every year has been one from A24. Yeah. I mean, it's the studio I count on pretty much to, to deliver. So I think I'm pretty sure this one is. If it isn't, I'd be shocked. But um, I feel like I, I agree on both sentiments that I think there's people have different of what a slow burn is or what a methodical movie is. But I feel like in the end, um, you know, most of the time, I mean, I don't think for a lot of audiences they want to see something like that. Um, I had so many people. I was like, oh, yeah, The Witch is my favorite movie of the year. And people are like, what the fuck right. did you sh- rent, like recommend that for? I think actually one of the funniest ones was I remember re- uh, recommending I was like, I just started a job. It's right about the time I had moved here. And I just remember recommending that Pan's Labyrinth was my favorite movie mm-hmm. of the year. And people were like, oh, that sounds good. I want to go see it. I go, it's a very, very dark fantasy mixed with heavy social commentary and uh, wartime. So I go, it's not it's not a light movie. But I go, it's so achingly beautiful and perfect. And people were like, went and saw it and hated me for it and it's uh, like normies people have different tastes for it. well i think it's it's not it's just that it's nor i think people sure. have a different yeah. things but i feel like a lot of people it's like i do think that there is a, a thing with like i love films i mean i think especially horror obviously in the 80s was unbelievable uh, almost on parallel but i go i it was very funny actually at comic-con i went to the last one of the last panels of the whole con was the great horror debate and they allowed audience members to get up at the end and compete in it and of course what i you know i'm in a room full of people who of course are probably going to pick the 80s um out of the decade but i said it's the 70s because for me it's foundationally 70s i think is the best decade for movies period yeah yeah. but i think for me it's i go what my whole argument was was i said foundation wise i go i'm just arguing horror but i said for foundation i go you have exorcist texas chainsaw massacre halloween Dawn of the Dead, I, I mean, I'm just Alien. like Alien, you know, you got like five, six movies that you pretty much can define, and I'm not even getting into like, you know, you could add Suspiria, right, Invasion right. of the Body Snatchers, I mean, there's so many movies, but I go, when you really think about foundational horror, I go, you know, there's some great movies in the 50s and 60s and stuff, but 70s is when horror came to it. Yeah. I go, when you were winning like Academy Awards or nearly winning them. You didn't hear that again until the 90s, surprisingly, right. which people always think is the worst decade. But I go, but, you know, Dude, Sounds of the no Lambs, yeah. Misery, yeah. Event Horizon, In the Mouth of Madness. I'm I mean, going, it, you know, I yeah. think that there was yeah, duds, a lot. There, of duds. there was a there was a part there was a long while where horror films weren't really coming out. Sure. Um, and then there's the whole kind of like late 90s. I know what you did last summer sure, and all that kind of effect. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, but it wasn't. But yeah. It's one of those ones where people, you know. And one of the ones I heard a lot at Comic-Con horror panels this last weekend was Candyman, because it's receiving its 4K restoration, which it, it is long deserved. I've always felt this is one of the best movies of the 90s, period, and definitely one of my favorite horror films of mm-hmm. all time. I'm a huge Candyman fan, but it's just one the of those Candyman ones. Fan. Yeah, Candyman fan. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's one of those films that I just feel, um, you know, I'm like, yeah, I agree. So it's like, yeah, but I go, that's that's the nostalgia, though. I especially think of the 80s, um, and I grew up in it. But I think that with one of the things I will always say about the 80s, like, I'm not going to quite go on the level of Victor's tirade, but it's like, just admit that there's shit in the 80s that's awful. Oh, like, God, yeah. Period. Like, especially in horror and um, animation and all these things. Like, they're just, it, it, you're looking at it with nostalgia, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
eighties I don't think as much of a horror decade as much as like an action movie sure, decade or like a escapist it's a like great, fantasy it's film. It's a great horror decade. It's a great decade for pretty much every genre. Yeah. And but it's just one of those things where people's rose tinted, nostalgia heavy vision of things is just like I'm like, it's really not that good. Watch it again. Yeah. I think that's always been Victor's mantra. Like even this conversation we've had today, it's like Watch it again and see if you still feel that way. Yeah, and speaking of that, um, I would definitely say this, and I know you absolutely agree with this. Victor is um, can't wait to watch Hereditary. Oh yeah, no, um, I like I yeah. love movies like this where they put little clues in that yeah. on second watching, you're like, oh, now I for know sure what they were talking. About. So yeah, so um, yeah, definitely think that's a, and and I actually have a good segue um, from uh, Candyman. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, I guess I shouldn't say that anymore. Oh no, we're good. There's no mirrors in here. Um, so uh, is uh, I watched another Virginia Madsen film, um, and uh, so Dude. yeah, uh, <laughs> no, um, Cinema Fantastico was last weekend, uh-huh. um, and uh, you know, of course, um, alumni of uh, and founding member of cult following, um, a, a uh, Adam. He uh, does a special screening series, um, and uh, so he showed a movie called Electric Dreams. Oh, yeah. Um, so you've seen Electric just, Dreams? Just so you guys know, this isn't like a thing that people yeah, can go Yeah, this is to. for, uh, this yeah. is very, very exclusive. Yeah. Sorry, but, you know, you just, you just, sometimes you just can't go, you know? Yeah. What are you going to do? But I do Try highly not, recommend. Try not to swing that velvet rope dick around <laughs> too much, man. No, and, what I'm no, saying is, you, like, I got oh, you where is this at? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're not going to have a screening at somebody's house. Yeah, they're, it's they're, a, well, yeah. I, I think that's almost underselling it because it's like, I oh, mean, yeah, he's no, got no. like a full yeah. movie theater in his backyard. And I know you guys have talked about it before. Yeah. But, it's incredible, yeah. but yeah. don't think there's a scavenger hunt or something to come find it. Yeah, exactly. Good disclaimer. Um, But so, you know, so he does, you know, screenings like, he has like a full size almost like full-size like screen in his backyard and he you know it's like something for the friends like get together yeah. watch movies in the open air which is nice um but so he showed electric dreams which is a movie i had never seen um which does of course have virginia madsen in it um and uh, so you're saying you've seen this movie kirby i saw it a long time ago it's actually one of my buddy's favorite films and the only reason i'm kind of like i smile and stuff is because I actually just got the laser disc for it. Awesome! Um, oh, I'm as jealous. a gift for him because he's a oh, huge, nice. huge fan of it. And um, it, and I actually looked it up on eBay just casually, just see how much dude. it goes for. It's like seventy five bucks. Yeah. I got it for a dollar ninety nine. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Thank yeah, you, so Zia Records. What seventy five? Is that a yeah. Zia price? Thank you, thank you, Zia <laughs> Records. Oh, which by the way, I also made a major score. I got the uh, I think it's an Australian Evil Dead. Uh, uh blu-ray set with the necronomicon and the kandari oh i've dagger. seen that online nice. yeah i got that one from them too this uh yeah so like electric dreams is like um so there's no release of it on dvd or blu-ray that is our issues. region exactly yep. well yeah and i knew it had to been a music rights issue um but it's like even the vhs of this movie runs 40 50 bucks yeah um you know you can get the blu-ray for cheaper but it's not they don't make it for this region and um you know good luck getting a region free uh blu-ray player um, they're actually, I looked into it cause like, I really want this movie on Blu-ray and it's actually a lot more difficult to Just do. Just get than you a think. Seiki from Kmart or Sears. Um, 
well, okay, so a Seiki, because here's what I've, 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 I read up on this, and if I'm wrong, that's awesome. Yeah. That's good news. But I've heard that with DVDs, that is more possible. With Blu-rays, they basically made it no, so that I you have can't. One right there. Okay, that's love, and it's Blu-rays. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it plays I got both. Okay, I'm doing it. So Kmart or Sears? Yeah, a Seiki? Yeah. Okay, S E I K I. Awesome, yeah, I'm doing it. It's um, so yeah, because oh, I really just announced what the next Cine Fantastico is. If you want to know what it is, oh, what is it? It follows. Yes, awesome. I've been pushing for that because it's the it's the first one of a pool uh, with the where they're opening the pool. Yeah, and you know, so she was putting a vote for like you know good movies that have to do with water, and I was like, it follows focuses on pools so much. Like, right. please let's do it follows for the love of God. Like, this is the first time one of my favorite movies is being shown. Damn it. I go to Cinema Fantastico all the time, and I haven't had, like, any of my picks <laughs> picked, dang it. So I'm very happy. I'm ze- very excited. Thank you, Anne. Thank you, Adam. Uh, just uh, one last one about panel uh, at Comic-Con was somebody said It Follows is the, like, uh, most overrated film, and I felt outraged How original. For you. How yeah, original. Yeah, but I was like, I mean, I'm a huge fan, but I yeah. was like, man, thank God. Of course. Josh and they had a stand panel. Yeah, this really? year. Yeah, I was like cool. thinking of you. Stand yeah. panel. Stand the, the stand. stand. Oh, sorry, the Seattle slur is acting up again. Um, That's Stephen King's <laughs> the stand. Yeah. But so you know, um, no, but th- I mean that what you just said is like one of the. It's like one of the most common stupid things you see. Oh, it follows is so overrated. Nothing happens in that stupid movie. It's just a movie about ghost herpes. And it's like, wow, way to be original, dude. <laughs> If you that know. was on the cover, I'd buy it just for that alone. <laughs> it's just a movie about ghost herpes. You know, it's like as a collider. Yeah, right. It's like as original as saying Blade Runner is boring. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, thanks, Captain Original. Um, so go back to Fortune. There, I want to do an not. episode one time about uh, overused cliches in movie reviews. Yeah, dude. Because I, I get so, anytime I see something like, Oh, this movie's like an acid trip, or this movie's a tour de force. I just want. Yeah. Do you even know what a tour de force is? <laughs> like, look, yeah. Stop agreed. copying Rex Harrison. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Yeah, Rex Harrison. Oh no, Rex. Are you uh, trying to tell me, Doctor Doolittle? Transformers: <laughs> The Last Night was not a tour de force. Rex Reed. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Rex yeah. Reed is awful by the yeah. way fuck that guy um but whatever so, happened to rex reed or dean shallot no rex reed is still doing um yes. reviews and he's a shitbag he basically puts out like extremely hyperbolic like complete teardowns of movies he's almost like an armand white but like uh. but but less articulate um yeah seriously look at some of rex reed's modern stuff and he's basically just a troll now he's i think awful. it just pisses me off i don't like critics who chase um dvd or poster tags yeah 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 for sure that's pretty annoying yeah um so i uh you know to get back to this electric dreams which i just want to say so which was the last time a fantastico uh experience which was lovely um but this was a movie i had not only not seen i'd never heard of this movie and you know i mean i definitely have some holes in my cinema knowledge for sure i mean but I mean, I'm pretty well educated in 80s movies. I've at least heard of a lot of the movies this I have seen. This used to get played a lot in syndication when right. I was a kid. That's yeah. a, and that's what Adam brought up. He said it was like on cable all the time. Yeah. Um, and it was I like had, on HBO all the time. I remember being like on lit, Late Night Network all the time. So do you know anything about the director of this movie at all? Like Kirby? I, like I said, my buddy, this is one of his favorite movies. He's, right. He is the biggest cinephile I know. 
and he is like absolutely when we met virginia madsen years ago mm-hmm. at monster palooza he was just gushing awesome and i think she was a little bit like yeah that like, was oh, that, that, was that a, weird little movie yeah I was that in. was a fun one yeah like, that totally. really uncomfortable yeah part like giving linda blair a copy of uh <laughs> fucking was a K chain heat oh yeah, god she's not, she's not a big big fan of that so one. um so okay so this guy steve Barron, i believe is his name um and so i'm watching this movie and i'm like this thing is very like it's edited like a music video so i looked it up and sure enough um that this guy came he's he's uh, primarily a music video director this was like his first film i believe and but check out the music videos he directed um dire straits money for nothing oh. um michael jackson billy jean aha take on me like basically like pretty much the most iconic videos of the 1980s or of all time like i think it it's, still kills me how almost nobody got the whole thing about heaven in deadpool 2 being take on me the video oh, right. oh yeah, yeah yes yeah. Totally. like I, we were totally like me and ruby were totally laughing about it like nobody else was like, why are you laughing right so that's a good point yeah just this movie in this huge or just this year this huge movie is referencing aha take on me from the 1980s yeah. and of course i mean how iconic is dire straits money for nothing mm-hmm. um and and it's like i mean ultimately if you're going to make like a top five best videos of all time you're probably always going to include dire straits money for nothing and aha take on me and like thriller you know like i mean those are mov- their, their videos are always going to be in there so this that's where like that mentality comes from you could tell he was a music video director he, the other big movie he directed is the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first film. Also, a tremendously well made movie. What, the um, 1991? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah That's so, very cool. um, yeah, same director. But so basically, this movie, I'm just going to say, knocked my socks off. I absolutely loved it. And it's interesting because I recently watched, um, uh, my science project. Yeah, uh, okay, so good. Which is a movie I had never seen before either. I, I, that one I'd heard of. Yeah. Um, Adam let me borrow that, and yeah, um, I remember I let him have that. that. Milk that Creek. was the Mill Creek. Creek one. That's Milk funny. Creek years, yeah. So, um, so I had watched that, and I was like. You know, like, I liked it. Don't get me wrong, I liked it. But divorced from nostalgia, like, it didn't have as big of an effect on me as a lot of other 80s movies did. And it was this interesting feeling of watching this movie divorced of the nostalgia and actually, like, you know, objectively looking at it. And I was like, yeah, it's good. It's it's charming. I like it. It's no Last Starfighter. It's the same writer as Last Starfighter. But this movie, I had the exact opposite. Like, this movie I had no nostalgia for. And I was, like, immediately loved it. The music is by Giorgio Moroder, okay? Who was very big in the 80s. Well, yeah. In the 70s. Yeah. And disco king. Absolutely, yeah. you know? But, I mean, dude, did the music for Scarface, like, and he also... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't, and, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't. And God, so that, 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 there's the song, um, uh, that, uh, that is one of my, uh, Together in Electric Dreams, which is like one of my Together favorite. In the yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember this movie mainly because I always used to get it mixed up with Short Circuit when I was a kid. That's funny. That's funny. So, but this movie basically, for anybody that doesn't know, simple plot is this guy gets a computer. He spills champagne on the computer. It shorts out. It basically develops its own artificial intelligence, becomes self-aware, and um, falls in love with his neighbor, 
um, and basically carries on this r- like romantic relationship with his neighbor. Um, there's this a love triangle that's happening because it plays music. She's a musician. She thinks that the music she's hearing is from the guy, but it's actually the computer com- communicating yeah, to her through, uh, through music. Yeah. And then, like, the guy pretends that that is his music, right? And so, um, she's dating him, but part of the reason she loves him is because what the computer is creating. And so it's like this really interesting, like, um, you know, love triangle that's happening. And eventually, like, there's like a competition and the computer maybe wants to take him out. And there's like all these really yeah. interesting things that happen, but the movie is just so damn stylish. Um, I absolutely loved it. And I think it's just, it's right up our alley for what we talk about here with like cult films. I mean, this is like the definition of a cult movie. Yeah. Um, you know, so underground. I mean, again, I'd never even heard of it. I just love the description where I'm like, and he didn't even need the robot devil's hand. (laughs) Um, so definitely check out electric dreams. I would actually just recommend going to YouTube and, um, and just uh, YouTubing via the trailer for it. Cause I'm pretty sure it was also directed by the same guy who directed the movie. It's like a little mini music video within itself. Um, so yeah, definitely great, great soundtrack. Um, and I, I did want to talk about Video Vortex. Um, oh, do you want yeah. to just do a little uh, like kind of a recap on how that went? Yeah, no, it was it. You know, for those who might have missed the last episode, so um, I work at the Draft House now, curating uh, their genre programming. Uh, so I've been hosting uh, Video Vortex at both of the. Both of the Alamo draft houses here in Phoenix, the one they just opened in Tempe at the one in, and the one in, uh, Chandler, best, Chandler best known for its cameo in Sicario, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't even filmed there. <laughs> in New Mexico. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, basically what Video Vortex is, it's, uh, you know, these movies that were curated by, um, Joe Ziemba, who runs Agfa and does this, uh, VHS zine called, uh, Bleeding Skull. And, uh, they're just very weird movies and like, uh, my job is kind of like promote them and like create an audience for these. So last week I had three of these in a row mm-hmm. and, uh, it was super fun cause it was almost like, you know, this crazy, like, you know, haze of, uh, we're just going to watch these movies almost like a mini film fest right? three in a row. And, uh, the first uh, day I think we did, um, this uh, 1990s movie called Tammy and the T-Rex. Oh, yeah. And we had, like, a full house for that. It was really interesting. Um, a lot of Denise Richards fans, I think. It was really... It, it's a really weird movie where uh, Denise Richards is going out with Paul Walker. He of the Fast and Furious. And uh, he... Paul Walker is killed by Terry Kaiser, who plays Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> who's also an evil mad scientist who's trying to figure out... Uh, way to make people immortal by putting their brains in, in in bodies robotically, you know, transhumanism at its earliest, but he puts yeah. uh, Paul Walker in a robot dinosaur dinosaur still falls in love with him. And at that point, the movie becomes a ripoff of mannequin, <laughs> you know, complete with like, uh, this one character, Byron, who's like the gay best oh, friend. Right. And we, me and Ruby were talking about this. It's one of those movies. Like anytime you see an eighties movie, they love saying the word fag. Cause like, I watched oh, God, Bill seriously. and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Totally. And, and this is the same thing. It's like, oh, your son, the fag. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, jo- um, well, I mean, there's the big part of like where they, they like, you know, hug each other like a bag. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, 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 Monster Squad has it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. It's just weird. See, cause that would never happen now, but it's just really yep. weird. 
But it was a super weird movie, and the whole crowd was into it. We gave away a lot of VHS tapes, and the next night we did um, Things, uh, this 1989 Canadian Sham video slasher movie, which is the second time I've hosted that movie. <laughs> <laughs> the last time being back in 2011 at the Royale. God, it that movie does not age well. <laughs> we had a great crowd for it. Who were super into it by the end, and we were just like, why, what, where, you know? <laughs> and I like that the movie becomes more and more abs- absurdist and Canadian the longer you watch it. Right. And the overdubbing just, like, is what makes that movie tolerable. Because there's so many shitty shot-on-video horror movies, and when they try to take themselves, you know, oh, we're doing a serious thing here, just kind of, sometimes it doesn't work. And here, they're try- it's like a, The Room. Uh-huh. Where they're trying really hard to do something and it doesn't work, but it goes so far the yeah, other way yeah. that it's just hilarious and weird. And then uh, the last night we did a uh, secret agent Double O Soul, starring um, Billy D. Williams, which I'm sure <laughs> got like I didn't get to pick this one, uh-huh. and I'm sure it got picked because of the solo thing, right? Right. And just God, this movie, it's just you know we all bonded over the. <laughs> the survival experience of having watched a movie where it's trying so hard like the first five minutes there's explosions and all this stuff uh-huh. but then the movie's like trying very hard to be some kind of dramatic vehicle for billy d williams oh really yeah That's there's not what i got oh no you title. don't get it at all like he's a weird like there's this whole thing where it's kind of like uh the naked gun and okay. he's fucking up and then there's an English spy agency that they send a girl agent after him. And they kind of have a romance going through the first half of the movie. And then he finds out that she's his daughter. Oh. Yeah. It's his, <clears throat> and then it's like, you're my daughter. What? You're my father. Oh. Guys, so it's old boy. Yeah, I was just no, going to no, say that's that a very <laughs> And then it just gets dropped. And then and, and then he has this, uh, this large, he has an overweight. A homeless son who's uh-huh. also a doctor and a lawyer. Right. Yeah, the first scene That's he has with Billy incredible. D. Williams. He's homeless he, and he's a doctor and a lawyer. And he wears dirty clothes. All right. And uh, he drives a broken van. And then the first scene he has with uh, Billy D. Williams, he asks him for money and wants to see if he can out. Ooh, are you done with your vittles, Pop? <laughs> I, I still can't. I haven't really, heard the word "vittles" in vittles. years. I still can't tell you what that movie is about. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like a weird Sanford and Son thing. It's just it doesn't work on so many levels. It doesn't doesn't work. Right. Yeah, and then um, the other day, um, so yeah, no, that's totally the vibe you get from that movie. Like I was kind of hoping when you're talking about Tammy and the T Rex that some knockoff version of "Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now" right creeped into the uh, <laughs> soundtrack there. Yeah. <laughs> No, and then uh, the other night we did, uh, we had one at Chandler and we did um, Vacation of Terror to Diabolical Birthday. Diabolical Birthday. Now Di- that's the one that I went to. Yeah, and we had a, I think we had a pretty solid crowd for that one. Uh, yeah, like, and I, I gotta say, man, that movie was pretty rad. Um, I didn't expect it to be kind of that awesome, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I expect, because, you know, you see a lot of these 
really low budge, like kind of terrible movies. And it's like, yeah, they've got moments that are really good, yeah. but, but ultimately it's like, boy, there's a lot of time in between these moments. And that's why you're kind of thankful for videos like Everything is Terrible does, yeah. right? Where it just, it takes those certain moments and edits them together so you don't have to sit through the bullshit in between. Yeah. Um, but I found this movie consistently entertaining. Yeah. No, it, it, and like, uh, I was telling Josh and everybody afterward, it's a very Mexican movie where like, you, it, Essentially, the movie is like a Mexican ripoff of, um, like a mishmash of Evil Dead and, um, Leprechaun. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, he goes That's to all the. I need for the, the, uh, box art. <laughs> yeah, no, he goes to the, this guy shows up at his work and apparently our, our friend had seen the first one and he's like, it's all about this evil doll right. that goes around and causes curses. And this dude, uh, I forget what his name is. Uh, i'll just call him mexican ash yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah pretty um, much yeah so mexican ash um he uh he he has a flower shop and then this chick myra who's played by a pop star named tatiana shows up at his work yeah who's basically if you're not familiar like is like kind of like the 80s version of like she's like mexican tiffany or like debbie gibson yeah you know, she's and she's like supposed to be like musician. a pop star in the movie too right her dad is like a movie producer what's that song Oh, Chico, Chico, Chico. <laughs> yeah, Chico, Chico, Chico. You were definitely right. I had that stuck yeah. in my head. So, sure. so like, you know, she's buying some flowers because it's her sister's birthday and her dad runs a movie studio. So he's doing a Halloween themed birthday party and he hired the world's <laughs> most incompetent, uh, special effects dude. Right. To do all the, all the, all the effects for it, which in the movie he was calling them trucos, which essentially translates to tr- dumb tricks. Right. Yeah. So, so they have the party. She performs, and it's the entire song, dude. It's not even like a thirty-second performance. Oh, yeah, she no. sings for like five minutes for sure. And and but the most amazing thing is the subtitles. Yeah, like I mean, okay. So so you speak Spanish? Oh no, they are were literal. Those subtitles. what the words yeah. are. That's insane. Is yeah. there something lost in a translation? I mean, it is. It's just a lot of cultural <laughs> okay, stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, look, taken literally, I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. Like, this totally doesn't make any sense at all, and it's hilarious. It's kind of like when you watch an anime, and there's, like, yeah. the beginning, and it's just, like, words that don't make any sense put together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, the, dude, like, so, and then also, like, you mentioned this on the last episode, but the uh, Del Toro connection. Yeah, the, uh, Guillermo Del Toro's makeup company, Necropia, did the special effects for this and credit. And I will say, the special effects for this movie are really good considering totally. how bad the movie is, especially totally. when that doll is... there. So the doll at one point starts eating this bloody, like, fondant witch off of this birthday cake. And when it eats it, it turns into this leprechaun lizard thing. Right. So it's like a ripoff of Gremlins, and it's totally like a Gremlins kind of transformation. Yeah. Like, you see, like, the hair falls out of the yeah. doll, and, like, claws come out of the baby gloves. Even that face chewing is kind of Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like, you know, kind of low-budge looking, but yeah. I, I will say this specifically, the monster troll thing itself yeah. was very good looking. Yeah, it um, looks cool. Yeah, definitely. But it was just so hilarious. Like, I just like the constant like looks that it would give yeah and it would just like make these weird sounds and then like turn and look and the editing was so hilarious in this movie yeah uh, you know there's a lot of stuff in this movie that like if you think about it too hard it falls apart like like it, <laughs> yeah, well like at think? one point it kidnaps a little girl and there's like a it's like a poltergeist thing where like oh yeah, she returns very and it's like uh yeah. 
no, it's just one of the demons pretending to be her. Yeah. But then, like, the main chick, Myra, dies, like, twice. Yeah, totally. And she comes back from the life, back to life both times. Like, sort of the first time she died, I was like, oh, clearly that, that chick is a demon, too. Right. No. No. Not yeah. that time. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I, I definitely, so do you know, is this movie available anywhere? Um, it's, you can watch it on YouTube. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, if you are into like really weird, um, you know, let's just, I mean, just, I mean, just very hilarious. I think unintentionally hilarious. Oh, well, I said a lot of it is unintentional because it's a cultural thing. Like, you know, uh, Mexicans are very much in their movies all about guns and God. Yeah. And like her dad is straight up, fuck this bullshit. <laughs> I have guns. Yeah. And as soon as the guns don't work, he's like, let's go to the studio chapel. They have mm-hmm. holy water, you know? And again, this is a very like, oh, well, that totally makes sense. It's a movie that I could see having been like influential to Robert Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that's uh, something that I, I get definitely I get like this kind of like um, just in terms of its pacing, it, like a planet terror uh, and um, yeah, dust till dawn second half kind of a vibe to it. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely uh, I, I, I really thought it was good. And, and again, like. It's not one of those movies that I think is like boring, boring, boring with like five minutes. It's yeah. good. Like, I think it's consistently no, it's consistently funny. And, you know, like they do things in there that like, you know, are because of the budget. And they like, you know, there's totally like, you know, when you're watching the Star Trek, the original series and they're getting hit, you can totally tell oh, yeah. they're just moving, <laughs> wobbling around and the camera shaking. Yeah, they're literally you can just see them moving you, the camera. Yeah. <laughs> it's and so it's good. totally that shit. Right. I'm like, oh, that's straight out of Star Trek. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, uh, you did something fun at the screening too. Oh, so I had a pinata full of videotapes. Yeah. And we raffled it off on the promise that whoever won it would let us destroy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, like, you can go on our, on, on the website straight up and there's a video of us destroying that pinata. Yeah. Cause it's pretty fun, you know, and everybody had fun. We raffled up some good prizes. I like how the first guy that that won that the last guy that came in won <laughs> something, so I made sure to give him a really nice prize. So he got Leonard Part Six on Blu-ray. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I I fallen eighties so, idols. No, no, uh, um, sleeping pills included. <laughs> no, no, and and so I um you know I just went to this thing as and as attendee. I mean I'm not in any part of the you know organizing it or hosting it. Um, and, uh, so I, I, after going to cult classics as an attendee for like seven years, I never won anything in a raffle once. And then first I'm video just vortex shocked. ever. I, I, that's amazing. Yeah. Never, yeah. never once. And then I yeah, finally won a video of the vortex. shows at 300 people. Well, that's the I thing. Mean, yeah. yeah. Really My chances were a lot higher with the smaller theater here for sure. Um, you know, but yeah, so I finally won and I, I won some vintage porn. Which is funny because, like, we always like give that out of trivia. trivia. So, like, no, now I got some. It's all come first full circle. And I was actually like, because the one that was after that was um, Series 7, The Contenders. And I was like, oh, I really wish I would have got that. Like, I I was like, I was like trying to get them to trade me for the porn because the, the, like, the people that won the the Series 7 were all like, oh, I want the porn. And I was like, seriously, I'll trade you for the porn. Like, I really want Series 7. That's totally something I would like in my collection. That's funny. I didn't realize you didn't have that movie. I don't like I I mean I'm sure it's easy enough to get like yeah. I just no I had a buddy that had it um you know we used to watch a lot of like you know kind of like 
more obscure films and um that's one that he had and i just i haven't seen it in like over a decade mm. uh, it's a great movie though i love will it. arnett's big screen debut interesting yeah I know that. he's also the narrator for the uh reality show interesting but yeah he shows up at the end awesome that movie is very prescient it's so that movie oh yeah people never watch that movie i swear to god they would have such a good time oh totally yeah yeah again i need to rewatch it but i just remember thinking it was absolutely great and i think I mean, it was after battle royale um but um i'm pretty sure it was at least a few years after battle royale but i think that it definitely especially with like how big things like you know even the games out there like Fortnite are and uh, PUBG and everything like that and of course with Hunger Games I think that it's something people would really dig um but yeah for people who don't uh, don't know series 7 highly recommend it it's basically it's a reality television show um where it's like people basically get picked and they're following them and they have to essentially the person that kills everybody else you have to kill everybody else that's on the show and the person that lives at the end goes on to the next series and um the person who's like the last series champion is a pregnant woman yeah um you know and so she's a pregnant woman going around with a gun trying to kill everybody else um and it's like you know it's like a satire um, but it's it's a really good. I didn't heard of this one, so that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the main the the pregnant lady is um the girl in Silence of the Lambs who's kept in the well. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's a really good movie. I I like it a lot. It was just yeah. Too bad I didn't know about so I could have when she was at Son of Monster Blues last year. I could love all your kidnap roles. And <laughs> <laughs> amazing. So oh, good, awesome. appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, oh, which, by the way, I just want to say this one because this Victor has more than a few brilliant moments, but this one, I'm still so pissed that we had, we're so low on time. He had the best ideas. Christy Swanson was there, and he was like, "You should get her to sign a basketball." And I was like, <laughs> "That is fucking genius, man! I I need to get her to sign one." And just couldn't get out, you know, it's just t- so little time when we're doing these cons. So I was like, oh man, should have run out to the, uh. No, I'll still always kick myself for the fact that they had, uh, two of the three storms at Son of Monster Palooza one year. And I was there and I had fucking hats. I could have been the third storm. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I dude. do already tell that one too. Yeah. Uh, I'll never forgive myself for that. That, uh, Jesus. So when is the next video vortex? What's the date on that? Uh, one? The next video vortex is on June twenty fifth at Tempe and June twenty seventh at Chandler. It's the same movie, Ninja Terminator. Which I I will say, like I've played a lot of trailers before movies, and a trailer for this movie just had people dying. It's really funny. Oh my god! Like the team in Austin who cut this trailer are fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, it, well it, played. Yeah, you should if you haven't seen it, go on the Cult Classics website and uh, Facebook and watch it. Yeah, it's just like it's the, this ninja clan that steals this thing called the Golden Ninja Statue, and this other clan wants it back. And like this one ninja, who's this white guy who's very clearly middle aged, is like. Go get the statue, kill them all, and he's like on his phone. And he hangs up the phone, and it's a Garfield phone, <laughs> like the kind that opens its eyes when you lift right, the receiver. Yeah, yeah. And then the rest of it is just like this, like synth track over it, and you see a bunch of like, you know, clips from the movie, like you know, all the other white dudes who are ninjas have like, guy liner on, and then like this yeah. tiny little like fucking uh, Tommy like Transformer ripoff. 
comes and is threatening this dude and he's like what is this that's my ninja star <laughs> and then it has the you know the world needed a miracle it was ninja terminator <laughs> and it ends with a shot from the funeral it's like why did god do this to us <laughs> oh man why did god do this to us yeah so, yeah, yeah july's that one out. Is, july's is gonna be even more amazing it's a movie called empire of the dark <laughs> Yeah, that one looks pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty badass. That one looks pretty astounding as well. And you, hopefully, by then we should have like news on additional genre series at Alamo. So stay tuned because there's more to come. Yeah, yeah, boy, yeah, boy. But yeah, I think that was a good catch up episode. Yeah, totally. Catch up, good. Get it. Sounds good. Catch up. (laughs) Anyway, until next time, guys, join us on our next edition. We'll likely be talking about the summer movie season. I know I'm starting, we're starting to get inundated with press screening, uh, requests here. I know, uh, The Incredibles is coming out. You know, uh, Hereditary's hitting next week. I know I want to see, uh, Upgrade and which I actually did see and wanted to talk oh, about. Oh yeah, but I'm just gonna say it just because it's probably gonna go out of theaters fast. Go see it. Oh yeah, okay. It's fucking amazing. Really? I lo- it's not perfect, but it is very, very enjoyable. Awesome. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I really want to see that. Like the trailer looks so good. It, it's a. It's so. First, all I'm gonna say here is if you love uh just a lot of like it's funny as hell. Great, like fun, like a different side of like the sci-fi kind of thing so much there's not as many action sequences as the trailer plays it out to be but the ones that are there people were just blown away the most over-the-top gore i think i've seen in any mainstream movie in a long time yeah we saw the red band um uh when we at video vortex yeah i think was yeah yeah it's the first time i saw the video vortex uh, the the red band trailer because i i saw the regular trailer and it's like I bet you didn't know I was a ninja. <laughs> and I guess the red band, he says fucking, and I kind of think it's better just with oh, ninja. Oh, right, right. Yeah, it, um, yeah, it's so over the top. It's great. It's literally if David Cronenberg directed Hardcore Henry was the line I told really? that line. Yeah, oh, it's like weird. Yeah, it's, it's super, uh, super good. Yeah, as close as like I can figure it to be in life. i finally saw hardcore henry like a, a month or so ago and i was just like oh my god i can't even picture what this would have been like to watch in a theater bro i saw it at the Seneca capri oh my god yeah it That's was great immersive. and then not only that but uh, so um when you have playstation vr okay playstation vr has a virtual theater option uh-huh. so you can pop in a blu-ray and they actually do it for 3d blu-rays as well because uh, playstation vr is 3d so you can watch it and then have a virtual theater and it's like like basically as it as if you're in an imax and you're the only one in there uh-huh. um and i watched hardcore henry in virtual reality and virtual theater uh-huh that was pretty amazing too well, that's probably the best way you could watch that i agree movie. yeah 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 such a weird movie definitely yeah, yeah. No, and then uh, Anne has a review up of how to talk to girls at parties. Oh, nice. Up on Cult Following right now. So you should check that out. That also comes out in theaters today. Yeah. So, yeah, I got to play catch up. I got to watch Upgrade and Revenge and how to talk to girls at parties. Nice. Yep. And then uh, I think next. And then 
won't won't you be my neighbors coming out yeah it's not coming out till the end of the month yeah. but i i am going to be seeing an advanced screening of that next week so by the next uh, episode i should be able to talk about that mr rogers documentary um yeah and then I'll, I'll be seeing i think by the next episode yeah i will have seen um uh incredibles 2 um because mm-hmm. i'm going on the went there it's interesting they're doing the double feature but they're doing it a day early actually doing it on wednesday yeah that's what um, i'm seeing on yeah wednesday, so this wednesday Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So I'm seeing it the week after yeah. I'm doing the IMAX double feature. So, uh, we'll be able to talk about, uh, Incredibles 2, um, mm-hmm. uh, next episode. So look forward to that. And yeah, I mean, I like the idea of doing the summer thing too. So yeah, we'll see if we can have a, some, yeah. Yeah. Cause some special Jurassic World movie no one wants to see and nobody asked for. True, true. Yep. Yay! Yay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so until next time, uh, you can always find us, like I said, on Cult Following, Cult Classics, at the Alamo Draft House, and lots of other venues doing fun stuff. All right, so until next time, I'm Victor Moreno, along with Kirby Nelson and Joshua T. Ruth. Chicos, chicos, chicos. So until next time. I literally thought it's like, uh,